It is prospect list season, baby. We're going to talk about some prospect lists where the Tigers fall on it, where some Tigers don't fall on it, and just the state of MLB prospects in general. All today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Monday, January 30th, 2023. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today. To get started. Okay, we are back, everybody. Hope everybody had a fantastic weekend. Today, we're going to be talking about some prospect rankings. MLB Pipeline released their prospect rankings, their top 100 prospects going into the 2023 season. And last week, I believe early last week, Baseball America released theirs as well. For a general starting point, we're going to usually refer to our default in this episode is going to be uh, MLB pipelines, uh, not for any like one is better than the other or anything. That's a subjective. That's your own opinion. But uh, MLB pipelines is free and Baseball America is you know, a subscription for. And I don't want anyone listening to this to not be able to, to understand or, or reference the conversation that we're happening. So uh, we will definitely talk about B.A.'s list because it's a lot different Detroit Tigers wise than MLB pipelines. But uh, we'll kind of default to uh, two pipelines throughout this show. Okay, so uh, some lists have came out over the last 10 days, and you know, it's, it sparked a lot of conversation within this fan base, which is always is always great. And that's uh, I, I'm, I can't wait for baseball. I just can't wait for baseball to be back so we can stop talking about lists and whatnot and just get back to, to actually talking about some games. But for now, we have some lists to talk about. And when Baseball Americas came out last week, it came out first. And it immediately sparked a discussion amongst this fan base of like, oh my goodness, look, it's year seven and the Tigers only have one prospect in the top 100. Because according to Baseball Americas, the, the Tigers only have one prospect in the top 100 and it was Jackson Job, and he was he 81 or 88 or something, somewhere in the 80s. And it, it was just a very common take on social media throughout the fan base that day to be like, Hey, look, the Tigers have one prospect in the top 100, seven years into the rebuild. And like that, it's not that black and white, I guess is my point. And I don't want to like, just kind of drift off and, and complain or, or rant about this for like the entire first segment or anything. But there, there's a couple of things. One, I mean, we're two years removed from the Tigers having five prospects in the top 25. And, like, I'm not trying to tell you that all five of those dudes are going to be stars or anything because they're not. And we know what career path some of them have already taken. But uh, I guess my point is just, like, that kind of perfectly transitioned to the next point. Why are we putting so much weight of evaluation of the minor league system onto prospect lists? Like, we're going to talk about prospect lists in this episode. And I have nothing but love and respect for everybody that puts these lists together 
because they do an unbelievable job and they d- deserve all the credit in the world. Okay. But to act like these front offices are sitting up there and like when they're evaluating players or like they're making a trade or whatnot, that they're like, oh, well, you know, I'm trading this player away. I could get the 40th prospect in baseball or I could get the 60th. I liked the 60th more, but then I realized that whatever publication had the other dude at 40th. And like, that means that he's automatically better. And I want the 40th guy because that's going to look better. Like, no, it's, it's your own evaluation. It always has been. It's just that there are some people out there whose own opinion is very credible and deserves, uh, and deserves and has gotten a bigger platform for a lot more people to see, which again is great. And and it's no disrespect. And I love these lists and we're going to talk about these lists, but the, the, I guess my point is just that the difference in my mind between like, you have your blue chips at the top for sure. You you have your like, can't miss quote unquote, like definitely, you know, the floor is, is, is solid MLB ball player of like your top 10 prospects in baseball. And that's, that's all totally fair. And, and, and those ones have, very rarely miss these days, um, which is great. Again, a testament to how how great the people that put together these lists are. But the difference in my brain between, say, like, even, I don't know, I don't want to be too dramatic about it, but like the 40th prospect in baseball versus like the 150th, right? Like like the 50th best that wasn't even put on the top 100 list is is not that big. Like a lot of times it's really not. And there are, especially when you get to the back end of the list, like it's not, I don't want to call anything these people do a shot in the dark because again, they, they dedicate their lives to this and they deserve all the credit. But um, it, it's, it's much more of either subjective or like a source in the front office. Like some front offices were just higher on this dude than other front offices we talked to. Like so much of it is just, kind of kind of ranking based on what you hear back from other scouts and and the, even on top of that like these lists are just not an average necessarily but they're just a compilation of a lot of people at the publication putting together these lists so like to to think that they're they're so like night and day in black and white and it's just like oh yeah like you know the the 40th prospect is definitely better than the 60th who's definitely better than the 80th who's definitely better than like the 110th that wasn't even put on this list it is just preposterous to me. Like that's, that's an, and, and if they did a top 200 list or whatever, uh, I'm sure that, that a lot of the names that were omitted would be on the Tigers list. Like I think they had a lot that were just barely on the outside. And that's just my point It's just the, the, the notion that, Oh, the Tigers only have one prospect in the entire list and he's in the eighties. And so that means that this farm system sucks is just, like not true and just not how any person evaluates these lists. That's not how like no front office is like, Oh yeah, only one prospect. That must mean the entire farm, all six levels is all awful. So like, that's, that's just not, that's just not how this works. That's just my point, I guess. So nothing against the people that make the list. I love the list there. It's one of my favorite days in, in the winter every year is when these come out and we're going to talk about it today, but I, I just I needed to get that off my chest because it's it's just such a an, an easy thing to just look at this and just be like, well, like let's fire off some insults about the 
the previous regime or the current regime because like the Tigers only have one prospect in the top 100. And like, that's just not how evaluation of farm systems works like at all, like even remotely close to. Okay. And, and I think the people that put these lists together would wholeheartedly agree. I listened to, to baseball America's podcast and that they, they, <laughs> they, they make that very clear. So, okay. Let's talk about the, uh, some of the prospects themselves. So as I alluded to earlier, in Baseball America's list, Jackson Job was the only Detroit Tiger in the top 100. He was in the 80s. I think he was 88, but it, it was somewhere between like 81 and 88, maybe 84, somewhere around there. Uh, and, you know, Job being the highest ranked prospect, I don't have an issue with necessarily in, in the Tigers organization. That is, I don't really have a problem with that. Uh, I think that he probably has the highest ceiling. It's just that it's also paired with one of the lower floors. And I think that, again, like that's what make these makes these lists so fluid. And, well, and that's another thing. Like, how, how are we going to take these lists as, as – these lists are ever-evolving and changing like every couple of months with the information that the people that make the list get. So, like, the notion that this is just – like all it is, and this is guaranteed. Like, like they're going to change it in a couple of months. You should probably too. So uh, I, with that, I, I think Job is just, like I said, he's just so fascinating because of like the ceilings versus the floor. And he, he certainly has all the raw intangibles and ability to be a, a really good pitcher and a, a really, really good pitcher. But uh, it definitely comes with him being really raw and still quite a far ways away, still a couple of years away from the majors and at best. And and just still the ability of if he doesn't develop properly, um, you're talking about a, a pretty low floor with that as well. So that's what makes him kind of hard to rank. And again, it comes down to your own evaluation and your subjective opinion. But I don't mind him kind of in that back end of the – top on 100-ish. I don't think that that's, a, that's an awful take. That's probably where I'd have him around too as well. So, okay, let's uh, keep the ball rolling. We'll talk about, like I said, there's two prospects on MLB pipelines that weren't on Baseball America, so we'll talk about them right after we tell y'all about our friends over at FanDuel. We're really excited. Locked On, we're just really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. It's FanDuel. If you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. You can download FanDuel now and bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line, the point spread, who will score a touchdown, etc. The FanDuel Sportsbook is also app is also safe, secure, super easy to use. It is very, very convenient. The best app out there as well. Uh, and best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. No waiting around. You win, you get your money. So join FanDuel today at fanduel.com slash locked on and claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 
You have to be 21 or older in select states. First online real money wager only. A $10 deposit is required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable sportsbook bonus bets, which expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. You can see the full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG. All right, everybody, welcome back here. Segment two of Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. For your second listen, check on the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, just like us. Okay, um, so I do love these lists, and I, I didn't want – if the first segment came across as a as a like slam piece against lists, then I didn't do my job very well because that's not at all what I was trying to insinuate – um, I, I love the discussion, the discourse about them, but player evaluation is so much deeper than one ranking on one website. That's all I'm trying to say. Uh, so let's talk about, we talked about Job a little bit before the break. He is definitely a, a tough one. Like we said, high ceiling, low floor. Um, really, he is one of the bigger storylines in the organization this year. This is a really big year for his development because last year he started off really struggling. And then as the year went on, he started going deeper into ball games, started getting more swings and misses, started getting better command. And by the end of the season was putting together a few really respectable starts in a row. So, and he's also just like the most controversial prospect in the organization, just because of like, you know, the previous regime took him and, you know, Marcelo Meyer was on the board and Jordan Lawler was on the board, et cetera. We'll get to them later. Uh, but he he's always just going to be the the topic of conversation, but as a whole, I don't mind him not being like one of the bona fide top 30 or 40 prospects in the game of baseball. Again, there's still so much that can happen with Job's career. That's still just so early on that I don't mind putting him in the back part. And then if he has a really good this year year, this year, then he will skyrocket up those and be, you know, in the top 30 or, or even 20 by the end of the year. Cause he's so young still. So, We'll see. This year will will be a lot for him on on these lists. If you're a really big fan of you know tracking where uh, where players start and end the season, so the two omissions from Baseball America that were on MLB Pipeline were Jace Young, the Tigers' first round pick just last season, last draft, and Wilmer Flores. Wilmer Flores came in at I think I want to say ninety five on MLB pipelines and that's just awesome like what a great story again we talk about it all the time but like he was a domestic undrafted like it wasn't like he was an international signing like he was an undrafted and again it was 2020 there were only five rounds he would have been drafted if it went you know 20 rounds or whatever that's fine but still just a really cool story to see an undrafted kid just be a top 100 prospect in baseball so uh, he comes in at 95 this year, we might see Wilmer Flores by the end of the season. Um, I think that he will likely, if he doesn't start the year in AAA, he's going to get to Toledo pretty quickly, uh, I would imagine. And, I, I mean, legitimately, he's 21 years old right now, could be 22. Like, I think by the end of the season, whether it's out of the bullpen or whether it is making starts, it would not shock me. Not even would not shock me. I expect him honestly, to be in the majors this season. 
Uh, I, I don't think it's going to be off rip. Like, I don't think he's going to make the, the team out of camp necessarily or be on the opening day rotation. That would be a, a really big indictment on his spring. But I, because I, we do have a lot of starting pitching depth, but I do think as the season goes on, whether it's trades and injuries always happen, et cetera, I, I, or just, you know, they put him in the bullpen. Uh, I think Wilmer Flores being on, making an appearance in Comerica Park this year is probably minus money. That's probably a favorite. So pumped for that. Very excited to see how he starts off the season. This is, he has electric stuff, electric fastball, really good breaking ball. He needs to work on the command a little bit, especially glove side with the breaking ball. But uh, I mean, really solid changeup that's being developed. Just a, a, an absolute stud. And I love watching him pitch. Uh, he was probably, and this isn't like a hot take or anything, but he was probably the most fun player to watch in the minor league system last year. I, I'm not sure it's even really close. Kerry Carpenter, I guess, could make a chance, but he made the show by September. So I, I don't know. Uh, of people that spent the entire year down there in the minors, I think Flores was probably the most electric to watch. Just every start. And, and he even, he slowed down a little bit right after the call up from high single A to Erie. But then once he found his footing in Erie was right back to it and just was kind of dominating again by the end of the year. So, and then kind of tired up a little bit the very, very end of the year too, but that's the most innings he's ever thrown. So kind of understandable, keep stretching him out, worry about the health. And I think we'll see him in Detroit by the end of the season. Um, the other one, Jace young, there, there's still so many question marks with Jace. Uh, like I said, baseball America did not even rank him in their top 100. He's 83, <clears throat> excuse me, 83 on uh, MLB pipeline. So um, look, this is, he's still a, a ways away from the majors and he's a bat first guy. You got him because he's a college hitter, college bat. You, you wanted someone that could help your major league team sooner rather than later and was a bat first guy. That's obviously something that they need last year. Only time will really tell uh, on what value was still on the board and, and whatnot. But Jace was not like some crazy off the board pick. Like this was not some, oh my goodness, everybody's so mad about it. It's so controversial like Job was. Like Jace was, that's who I wanted going into the draft. That's who a lot of really smart people wanted uh, going into the draft. And so th there's, there's, and even if he wasn't first on people's boards, he was either second or third. Like he was a lot more of a, not consensus, because no one outside of the top three is ever really consensus, but um, he, he was definitely someone that everyone kind of had circled about like, okay, if everything goes right, we'll take Jace Young. And he just didn't have a very good professional debut. So if he can turn around and he can rake in, in the first half of 2023, then he'll put a lot of worry to bed and people will be right back on the train and be like, okay, yeah, that's why this dude was a first round pick. And he hit so well in college and like that's that that's all fine and, and people will will stop having the the doubt and, and start preparing for you know how soon he can he get here type of thing with uh with, with scope kind of on his way out so uh, definitely a lot of question marks with Jung left young left sorry uh, it always trips me up because it's spelled Jung and it's pronounced young but uh you know the question marks around him a we, we need to see some semblance of defense which is you know for starters but I, I think offensively, 
power was something that we kind of highlighted of, hey, he's a middle infielder with some pop. That would be super nice. And really just nothing went super well at the plate. He kind of had a little bit of a streak there at the end of last season. But uh, the the numbers, he had a 706 OPS. And again, that went up kind of at the end of the season. But um, the, the, the walk numbers were really good, which I really like. It was just the slugging percentage was awful. He had like a 333 slug. Uh, but a 373 OBP. So I love the fact that he was patient, walked a lot. That fits the bill for this team, the identity for this team a lot. That's gr- a, a great sign. Um, but we, we need the, the the power. The power stroke needs to come with it, or else he's just going to keep sliding down these lists. So we'll see. This year's a big one for him. This will be his first full season as a professional. Draft years are so hard. I don't take too much merit into a lot of draft years just because – like in April, he was facing, you know, Big 12 pitching. And by the end of the season, he was facing professional high single A pitching. Like that's such a huge <laughs> jump as, as far as talent and whatnot. So let's ma- let him make adjustments and we'll see what he does this season. Okay, uh, that's it for the players that made these top 100. Let's talk about some players that were omitted from these lists that didn't make the cut. We'll do that right after I tell y'all about our friends over at Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories, you have to try Built Bar. We just got through the holidays a little bit ago. I know my goal is still to eat a lot healthier this year. And if you're like me, you want to eat healthier, but you don't want to compromise taste. I have the thing for you. It is Built Bar. It's healthy and actually tasty. They're so delicious. You won't think they're good for you. They're perfect for a New Year's resolution as we head into month two. A lot of people are already forgetting about New Year's resolutions. We're only one month down on New Year's resolutions, okay? We got to stick with it, and Built Bar is a great way to do that. What makes them so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro, which is unbelievable, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, etc. I'm not sure how they do it. But these bars taste like candy while maintaining amazing macros. They're so healthy, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. You don't have to order online if you don't want to. You can go to your nearest Walmart or Sam's Club today and get a 4-bar box, get a 13-bar box with some brownie batter, some churro, some double chocolate, some coconut puff flavors, etc. So... Go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club today or order online. Try Built Bar today. All right, everybody. Welcome back here. Third and final segment of Locked on Tigers. Let's talk about some players that didn't make this list. Um, So my biggest argument for what I was saying at the beginning of the show is Colt Keith. That is my biggest argument for... The uh, the self-evaluation of these lists. My biggest argument for, hey, maybe these things aren't gospel, is Colt Keith. Because Colt Keith is him. And he is an unbelievable offensive talent. And he, <clears throat> the, I guess the biggest question is where he falls in defensively. Look, at the end of the day, if you can hit, you, it is very difficult to hit a baseball. It is the hardest thing to do in sports is to consistently hit a baseball. If you can do that, teams will always find a spot for you. 
Nick Castellanos has had a job and been an all-star for what, six, seven, eight years now? Hitting trumps all. And that's not even to say that Colt Keith is like some garbage can defender either. Like, I don't know where that narrative really started. Um, but uh, also the dudes over at Woodward Tigers recently had an interview with Colt Keith where they sat down and talked to him directly. Very great. Raj and, and Chris are awesome. And um, yeah, great dudes and, and deserve all the credit in the world. So definitely go check out that interview. But uh, yeah, Colt Keith is, is, is unbelievable. And I think that he he's not on any top 100 i think that he's pretty commonly disrespected in these lists if you even we'll wait and see what mlb pipeline and and them do for you know the organizational top 30 lists but i I really have a hard time believing he's not one of the 100 best prospects in the game of baseball that seems very difficult for me to believe and so he is the one that i uh, immediately point to about like what, like where, where, where could he possibly be? I'd imagine that he's just on the outside. And again, as I said earlier, uh, I think the the opinion of like the 80th versus the 120th prospect in baseball is very minuscule for these lists. So I'm not saying that they're just completely like disrespecting him and they're like Cold Keith sucks, uh, but. I think he should definitely get a lot more credit than maybe he is given on the national stage with prospect lists uh, had a phenomenal season last year, got hurt. And I think that might've hurt him a little bit as well, but uh, just an, uh, an incredible talent and whether he sticks at third base, we'll see Uh, did not look very good defensively in the Arizona fall league. But as he said on the interview with uh, Raj and Chris that uh, he he hadn't taken ground balls in a while because of the injury. So it was just kind of that. So we'll see if he sticks at third, if maybe they take a look at him at second, right? I mean, we, we're going to have long-term holes to fill at third and second base uh, this season. Like like we have those right now. Uh, they're also talking about getting him some reps in corner outfield. That's absolutely uh, something that, that could happen if just the reaction time or the defense isn't there at an infield position. That's fine and dandy, and and you know what? That can you can absolutely write that down and chalk that up as a question mark. And oh, we're not sure how he's going to look at certain positions, whatever. That's fine. But at the end of the day, he rakes. He's an unbelievable hitter. When he first got drafted, he was only like a he was a smaller kind of contact only dude that didn't have power. And that was kind of the big thing is oh, if he can develop some power, like and then he just snapped last season and hit missiles all year. And so uh, hit rockets. So, yeah, I- I'm I'm very high on Colt Keith. I think he's one of the best prospects in the organization, and I think it's not too tough of an argument to say that he's the best prospect in the organization. So that's someone that I, I definitely think should be given a little bit more respect on some of these lists. The other one that I'm a really big fan of is Christian Santana. And he's still a, a little bit earlier on in the development like, I think Cold Keith, if he does really well, maybe even the end of this year, but, like, definitely 2024 is, like, Cold Keith's year in the Tigers organization. Like, he'll definitely be up by then. And Christian Santana might still be a couple of years away, but I am very high on Christian Santana and, and on base percentage king. I, I love my guys that can walk. Christian Santana has great patience, almost a little too patient at times. The power stroke, we kind of saw glimpses of it last season. Watching him down there in, in, in single A was very, very fun. 
And yeah, I'm really big on him. He's an athlete too. Uh, even if he doesn't stick at shortstop long-term necessarily, you're talking about a dude who is athletic enough where I think that you could put him at a few different infield positions and feel pretty good about it. Um, so I, Christian Santana, another dude that I think people should really have their eyes on for this upcoming season. Um, and, and yeah, I guess we'll just end on the organization as a whole. I I don't think that it is, again, as I said earlier, this like dumpster fire that some people would have you believe. And there's a few reasons for that. One, as stated a million times, the amount of top 100 prospects you have in an organization has literally nothing to do with how good your farm system is, like rankings-wise. Tigers had five in the top 25, and, and they weren't like the best farm in baseball because they had no depth. They had nobody after that. I think that the current Tigers farm system is probably middle of the pack, and I don't think that that's a bad thing. They have a lot of young talent at the major league level that they're trying to develop, which, which is great. But I think that it's, it's – again, I'm not trying to tell you that it's like a top seven or eight farm in baseball – but the the notion that there's just no talent there and it's a bottom feeder already, I think is also very wrong. I just think they have a lot of prospects that in these top 100 prospect lists are somewhere between 101 and like 170. I think that they have a lot of like B level or B minus level prospects that are in the if you did a top 200 list there would be a lot of Detroit Tigers and I know that that's like captain obvious you know there'd be a lot more of every team for sure but I, I think that a lot of players fall in that like 101 to 150 170 range currently in the Tigers organization at least by the national media I think that there's a lot of players that fit that bill and I think that I mean again we added five players to the 40-man roster at the at the rule five protection deadline five those are all prospects they have prospect status andre lipsius parker meadows brennan white like the, these are our winsteel perez ranked the 10th best second base prospect in the game of baseball like the, the they, they there is talent here and there is players that will get a shot it's just none of them are the top end bona fide like we, we don't have a riley green in the system anymore we don't have a Tarek Skubal in the system anymore. We don't have somebody we can point to, Torkelson. We don't have somebody we can point to and be like, that's one of the best prospects in baseball, and they're incredible. Like, that's – we don't have that, but there's a lot more depth than we've had in recent memory. And I think that that is something that we can at least point to and be like, hey, this is, this is solid. And we want to add to the farm. We, we want to continue adding to the farm. And that's always the goal to continue at adding to the farm system. But uh, I, I just, I want to put to rest as best I can the myth that the amount of top 100 prospects means anything or is any indication about how good or bad your farm system is. That has never been the case and never will be the case. Okay. Word. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Now make your second listen to Lockdown MLB Prospects Podcast. Very on brand with this episode. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia. 
and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It is also free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Okay, I think that's everything. Like I said earlier, definitely not a slam piece against the people that make these lists. Just not an evaluation of farm systems as a whole. That's just my biggest point. Have your own evaluation. Listen to a lot of different sources and take in and make your evaluation that way. Not just one or two lists. That's all. Okay, cool. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. And I will catch you all on Wednesday, baby. Go Tigers.